بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وآله وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا فما بعده ما بعدنا سيسترز وي كنتينيو بذا ستوري أوف علي بن أبي طالب رضي الله عنه سبحان الله إت إز سمثينغ تو ريلي ثينك أند ريفلكت أبون ذات ذي جاست 25 ييرز أور ليس ثان 25 ييرز أفتر ذا باسينغ أبي أوف رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم there was this enormous this huge fitna and uh, the people involved in the fitna were the people many of them were people who were the close companions and sahaba of rasulullah there were many others who were um, who were not his sahaba they did not see him and meet him but of course there was just one generation between them so they in the same generation literally so they knew who he was they had heard about him from their own parents and elders and so on and yet this whole fitna happened there was literally what could be called genocide uh, hundreds of sahaba were killed inna lillahi wa inna ilaihi rajiun and in the most brutal uh, and horrible ways and all of this was done by muslims uh, subhanallah this is something that seems to to plague the ummah of muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam that the greatest damage to muslims is done by by muslims and we see this to this day the greatest damage to muslims is done by muslims inna lillahi wa inna ilaihi rajiun now um even though the time of sayyidina ali's khilafa was uh, marred by civil strife he uh, introduced a number of reforms particularly in the collection of revenues it was the 40th year of hijra when there was a uh, fanatical group which are called the kharijis who had broken away from Sayyidina Ali due to his uh, compromise with Muawiyah claiming that uh, Ali the Khalifa or Muawiyah the ruler of Syria nor Amr ibn al-As the ruler of Egypt were worthy to rule now radiyallahu anhu majmain this is where I, as I mentioned yesterday also our uh, position as the Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah is that we do not criticize the Sahaba of Rasulullah whatever they may have done uh, whatever we know of what they did we know that these were the people muawiyah bin abi sufyan radiyallahu anhu was a sahabi he was a katib of the wahi he was a beloved of rasulullah he was one of his closest um, uh, students and and most beloved students amr bin al-as radiyallahu anhu uh, was the ruler of uh, was the governor of egypt for many years Uh, even during the time of of Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu and so on these are very eminent and and uh, heavy people uh, in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala heavy in terms of their virtues and even if they made a mistake at some point in time this mistake is balanced against the mountains of good that they did and therefore it is not our job as uh, common garden variety lizards to uh, sit in judgment on the sahaba of rasulullah sallam so always 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 guard your tongue from saying anything which may be remotely disrespectful of the sahaba of rasulullah sallam now um, so these kharijis they did the opposite they criticized they cursed they uh, they abused and they went uh, so far to say that the khilafa came to an end with umar radhiyallahu and that muslims should live without any ruler over them and uh, except allah and they vowed to kill all 
three of these people. They, they vowed to kill Sayyidina Ali, Sayyidina Muawiyah, and Sayyidina uh, Amr ibn al-As anhu, and uh, they sent assassins to do that. Now the assassins who were sent to kill uh, Muawiyah and uh, Amr ibn al-As anhu, they did not succeed and they were uh, uh, captured and, um, and killed and, and they were executed. But a man called Ibn al-Muljim, the assassin who was sent to kill Sayyidina Ali, uh, he managed to, uh, to do his job. And one morning when Sayyidina Ali anhu was uh, in Salah, uh, Ibn al-Muljim uh, stabbed him with a poisoned sword. On the 20th of Ramadan, 40 Hijri, died the last of the rightly guided Khulafa, the Khulafa Rashidin. Radiallahu anhum wa raduan. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala may, um, may reward them and be pleased with them and never be displeased. Now, with the death of Sayyidina Ali bin Abi Talib, the first and most notable phase in the history of the Muslim people uh, and Islam came to an end. All through this period, it had been the Kitab of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the Sunnah of Rasulullah. Uh, which had guided the leaders and they led and set standards for their moral conduct and inspired their actions. And it was a time when the ruler, the rule, the rich, the poor, the powerful, the weak were all uniformly uh, subject to the divine law. It was a uh, time of freedom and equality, a time of, uh, of, of humility, a time of taqwa, of social justice that recognized no privileges uh, no nobility, no kingship, uh, and it and an impartial law which accepted no pressure groups or vested interests. <clears throat> After Sayyidina Ali's passing away, Muawiyah bin Abi Sufyan became the Khalifa, and thereafter, the you know, when he uh, passed away or when he was dying, uh, the Khilafah went to <coughs> his son Yazid. Uh, Ibn Muawiyah was called Yazid the first, and it became the Khilafah became a hereditary monarchy. Now, some more, uh, some in, uh, very good reminders about the position of Sayyidina Ali anhu and uh, his justice and his wisdom and his taqwa, his uh, piety. Uh, Subhanallah, these are people who it is impossible to uh, praise them enough or to praise them uh, with, in a way which is worthy of their greatness. And Sayyidina Ali radiallahu anhu was most definitely one of them. There's this famous story uh, where Sayyidina Ali bin Abi Talib anhu uh, lost his shield. Now, we have to understand this in, in context because you might say, well, you know, a shield is a shield, but it's not. Um, for... In, the, in those days, uh, the medieval times, and this is of course pre-medieval, uh, in those days when there was hand-to-hand combat uh, in battle and battles were so frequent, a man's weapons uh, literally were his, I mean, a, a, a man, a warrior loved his weapons. They gave them names, right? The sword had a name, the spear had a name, the shield had a name. They gave them names, they loved them, they looked after them, they took care of them because this is what uh, these weapons took care of them in battle, right? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who takes care of everything. But the point being the asbab were the 
uh, weapons. So the the soldiers they loved their weapons. They knew their weapons. And uh, when they were in battle, when they were fighting, one of the uh, things that uh, you know was a was a matter of peace of mind for them, and they felt good, was that they were using. Uh, their personal weapons. So losing a weapon, losing a sword, losing a shield was a very serious matter as far as they were concerned. Sayyidina Ali Radhiallahu who lost his shield. Anyway, he searched for it, couldn't find it. Then one day he was in the bazaar, in the market, and he saw his shield uh, in the sh- pawn shop of a Jewish man. So he went there, he said to the man, this is my shield. So give it to me. The man said, I don't know. How do I know it's your shield? If you want the shield, bite. So then Ali said, no, this is my shield. I mean, why, why would I buy my own shield? And he said, I don't care how you got it, but as far as I'm concerned, this is my shield. So uh, give it to me. The man said, he wouldn't, he refused. He said, sorry, this is, uh, now remember, think about this. The man, does, it, does the man know who Sayyidina Ali? Of course. He knows he's talking to the Khalifa. He knows he's talking to the ruler. Now this itself shows you, and this man is a Jewish man. I mean, he's not a, he's not a Muslim, right? The man is not a Muslim, he has no special standing, he's a Jewish guy in a Muslim country, in an Islamic state run by uh, a Muslim Khalifa, right? The grandson, the, the nephew and the son-in-law of Rasulullah, uh, one of the one of the greatest and most prominent of the companions of Rasulullah. The Fadail of Sayyidina Ali bin Abi Talib are endless. The man knew all of this, yet he feels confident enough to defy him and to deny what he says. So the man says, no, sorry, I, I won't give it, isn't it? It's, uh, you know, I know who you are, but I don't know that this shield is yours. So, so Sayyidina Ali radiallahu who took the matter to the court and uh, the Qadi, now imagine, this is the king taking the matter to the court. What does that tell you about the supremacy uh, of, uh, of the law? Right, uh, in Islam, the king is not above the law. Now you might say, well, you know, uh, old days, not old days. To this day, the Queen of England or the or the British monarch cannot be tried in a British court. So, in British law, the monarch is considered to be above the law. Right, so if the queen, I mean, she, the queen does not look like some she is capable of committing murder. But the point is, if she did, then she could not be brought to justice in a British court. Um, so therefore, this is the this is the um, even to this day. I mean, we talk about twenty twenty two. This is the, this is the law. But in the seventh century, Rasulullah brought a law where even the king was uh, liable to be tried in a court of law. And the judge could pass a sentence against the ruler. And there are many cases where judges did that specifically. Anyway, so this court, this case was brought to the judge. And that was uh, Qadi Shuraikh, one of the greatest of the jurists uh, of Islam. And a great judge. Um, So when they came and uh, into the court, uh, the Qadi... Uh, addressed Sayyidina Ali and he called him Abu al-Hasan which was the kunya and a mark of respect uh, for the Khalifa. Sayyidina Ali objected. He said, you called the, my accuser, that Jewish man, he said, you called him by his name and you are calling me by my kunya which is 
giving me more respect he said this is not justice now imagine here is a man who is the ruler the judge is giving the respect that is due to the ruler and the ruler is objecting saying that this is injustice because you did not give the same respect to the other man the other man is not the ruler but in the court he is saying whether i am a ruler or not it doesn't matter we are equal the two of us are equal anyway the court the judge then said okay so what is the you know, situation the what's the story they both told their story the judge said to sayyidan ali bring me your witness how do we know what is the evidence that this uh, shield belongs to you? because your your own word is not uh, evidence in court so sayyidan ali radhiyallahu produced his son hasan ibn ali and ha- sayyidan hasan radhiyallahu he said this so this shield belongs to my father i know the shield we re- i recognize it the 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 the, the judge uh, refused to accept the testimony he said sorry uh, we do not accept the testimony of the son in favor of the father if the son spoke against the father we would accept it but if the son is speaking in favor of the father we do not accept it he said find me an independent witness so sayyidan ali brought another man um the judge asked him then the man came and he gave testimony he said this this shield belongs to sayyidan ali the judge asked him who are you he said i am so and so he said what is your relationship with sayyidan ali he said my relationship with him is that i used to be his slave but i am freed and i'm now a free man the judge says not acceptable because you used to be his slave he freed you so obviously you are grateful to him so therefore your testimony is not acceptable he told sayyidan ali find me or get me a witness bring up witness produce a witness in court uh, who is completely independent sayyidan ali said well i don't have anybody this is just these two people and uh, there is no third person the judge ruled against the khalifa and he said sorry there is no evidence therefore the shield uh will remain in the custody of the jewish man uh, cannot be given to you he ruled against sayyidan ali now court adjourned they went outside the jewish man came to sayyidan ali he said this is your justice this is the justice of islam sayyidan ali said yes he said are you happy with this ruling sayyidan ali said yes absolutely i am very happy he said you didn't get what you want he said doesn't matter as far as i am concerned justice was done and i am very happy to know that there is a judge in my uh, in my under my rule who is not afraid of me and who is willing to give a pass a judgment even if it is against me so the jewish man said if this is your rule and if this is your law then let me tell you that this shield is yours so take the shield and he said give me what is in your heart ashhadu an la ilaha illallah wa ashhadu anna muhammadar rasulullah he said i I'm accepting Islam at your hands. Sayyidina Ali said to him, he thanked him, he embraced him as a brother and he said, my gift to you is the shield and he gave, gave the shield back to him. This Jewish man was known to be, he then literally he stuck to Sayyidina Ali. He literally stuck to Sayyidina Ali bin Abi Talib for the rest of his life. and if i'm not mistaken he died as a shaheed uh, in the battle of uh, jamal uh, the battle of the camel wallahu alam now the point i'm making here is that here we have a beautiful beautiful example of uh, uh, of somebody like sayyidina ali ibn abi tayyib radhiyallahu who demonstrated and lived islam and this is the power of living islam not just talking about islam but living islam 
and we see that in the in all the sahaba but we also see that among the sahaba we see that par excellence we see that with at the highest level of excellence in the sahaba of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam wa sallallahu ala nabiyil karim wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in bi rahmatika